0: Hello and welcome to Maine Education Matters with Matt. Matt, my name is Matt. And I'm Matt, too. We're doing some more review of testimony today.
1: We are reviewing testimony from May 3rd and the 6th. It was another busy day down there, uh, or up there in Augusta, depending on where you are. Uh, Fifteen bills or so were heard. So, buckle buckle up, buttercup. You know where they started, I think? They started their day at the Cross Cafe. They must have started their day at the Cross Cafe. Having? Some spicy dill pickle chips. Hello. uh, Hopefully you've listened to our one of the May 1st and 2nd. Uh, testimonies days, and so from there, you'll know what what to do. You're prepared. You know what to do. Yeah, go out and get
0: something good. There you go. Uh, So we're going to start with the easiest one of all, LD-161, an act to increase access to career and technical education, which was literally a concept bill that says, this bill proposes to enact measures designed to increase access to career and technical education. They loved it so much, they said, ought not to not to pass with no testimony." And we're done. That was yep, it. That was it. Next one is LD three fifty eight. You'll see a trend here. An act to fully fund career in technical education for fiscal year twenty eighteen nineteen, which we're actually in. We're in that year because and emergency.
1: Yeah, because a lot a lot of funding has been has been cut.
0: This fiscal year ends in like two months. Right. So they can, wanted to add one point five million dollars. I can see how that's an emergency. Yes. Uh, and this was uh, they. I'm sure they figured, well, let, let's let's put this in more. And surprisingly, uh, this was co-sponsored by Representative Sampson of Alfred, mm-hmm. who was a Republican. Mm-hmm. And Republicans tend to say no to all the money stuff that increases things without like.
1: Yeah, but they've some talk. but they've gone a different way with with if you add one if you add three little letters to any bill, the Republicans are going to go one way.
0: Let's go. Let's go. The three little letters are. Um, C. I got no other good. I had. I wanted to do T- some good jokes. Oh, C T E. Isn't that the stuff that the football players get uh, <laughs> in their brain?
1: Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what it is. What what, what happens when they get uh, concussed over time is they. Um, what happens in their brain is that they get um, industry-based certifications in things like um, automotive and uh, metallurgy, et cetera. That's that's what that's what happens, which is why we need to study it more to figure out how it is that by getting these, these higher impacts, they're getting these certifications.
0: I, t- I totally get all of that. Right. right so right. this one, uh, again, provides an extra million dollars. And it's a concept draft they hope the committee will use as a vehicle to ensure CTE schools have all the funding they need. So this one went through as a divided report, even though there's literally no language. There's no language, right? It just, it's just funded. So I hope they actually did something rather than just say, yeah, let's throw a million dollars at it.
1: Yeah, I don't, I, don't know. I don't know what they did. Divide a report. It could be you know, the I not know, to pass and then not no, to pass as no amended.
0: I, I don't know. No idea. And we'll find that out eventually. It, it,
1: check our spreadsheet. That's, that's the most updated stuff for to find, find this information.
0: Next one is LD504, an act to enhance the development of innovative career and technical edu- education programs. Uh, this decided, was fun. We decided not to be uh, innovative because this one went right to odd not to pass. Yes. Gone. Just gone. And what, what was it going to do, the summary of this one?
1: Uh, Streamlines the procedure for authorizing CTE satellite programs. So in other words, they didn't have to go through the regional council. They could just go to the commissioner and say, hey, we want to establish a program over here. And, and then the, the governing body, the, the governor council would have no say in it and they didn't like that they, they didn't like that so much weird so yeah,
0: right next one is ld 1036 resolve establishing a task force to study the creation of a comprehensive career and technical education system to support workforce development lots of whereas. so ought to pass is so
1: ought to pass I and mean, this got they had a lot of conversation about under there, there was still a lot of uh, misunderstanding about what a comprehensive high school was and what it is and how it might take away um, students from one particular school, and then might take away EPS numbers from another school, and then it might do. But what are the opportunities that it could that it could cause, and why can't current existing high schools provide those same opportunities? And so, in the end, they had a lot of conversation, and in the end, they said, "Oh, yeah, this is just a resolve to study it." So,
0: okay. Yeah, they amended something. So
1: they added some language. They added some language in this, and, I, and I'm forgetting what the actual for what language they could was. Do. Yeah, for all, and other things to really look at. And, gotcha. That makes sense. Um, what and their and to, duties were y- y- yes, they wanted to look at duties. Um, Who doesn't? <laughs> what, what are we <laughs> nine? <laughs> we are. We're nine we years are. old. We're nine years you old. You listen to us, listeners. Um, so yeah, but they wanted to add some. They wanted to add some language in there to um, to just clarify things, but also to look into things even more, more, more detailed, and to do comparisons of the main comprehensive model, like the Oxford Hills and the Sanfords. Um, versus the Massachusetts, New York, or other models. They wanted to have that kind of comparison and global models, because uh, Representative Fecto, he he, spe- he said this a lot. I don't know if you know this, but I, heard, I learned this several times in his when he was reporting. He he went to school in Germany.
0: Oh, I did not know that. He,
1: he went to a school like this in Germany. Interesting. Yeah, and so he was all for it, uh, but he, he said it quite a bit during that <laughs> during that day. He was like, oh, "Yeah, we get it. We've heard you went to school we in Germany. That. Went to this kind of school in Germany. We get it." cool though yeah i've yeah. yeah he's a german teacher I'm glad so
0: he's that does make sense let's, yeah, let's so. go to the next one before something happens here uh like me making inappropriate jokes about stuff let's go to friday the afternoon it's friday the afternoon we've had lunch oh did i miss one you missed one you're pointing at something i else. did because
1: one got added in a little bit later on ld
0: 1606 yeah. did not get added into mine obviously
1: Right. This was an act to increase funding for career and technical education programs. Mm-hmm. I think we heard one like this before. We did. Like just a few minutes ago.
0: We did. Maybe that's why that one was not on to pass. What did this that, one do? That
1: one was a concept draft, correct?
0: Mm, at best. <laughs>
1: Uh, this is the one that removes the so-called hold harmless provision oh, yeah, uh, that yeah. limit. This is the one that also provides an additional 1.5 million per year for the cost of CTE program. This is the one I was thinking. I was actually gotcha. thinking of earlier. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so this one adds. This one changes a lot of the funding structures for for CTE. And, and results, the results of it. Wait for it. Tabled. Ah,
0: interesting. Yeah.
1: So they didn't. They didn't really know what to do with it yet. It and makes I, a
0: lot more sense when you. A lot of these CTE ones. Yeah. Very similar,
1: yeah. And and I have to say, we said this in our in our made first and second pod at this point in the session. We don't know what tabled means before. If it was February, tabled meant we're going to talk about it in March or we're going to talk about it in April. But May, we're at the point where they are they're going beyond the, the point of no return here in terms of when they can do have hearings. So they're trying to get all the hearings like done, 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 done. But they can't keep arguing and arguing and arguing over these bills because they only ha- they only still have like a few hundred to go, so tabled might be in, is actually being pushed to the next session.
0: So as you just kind of uh, kind of showed and snapped there, so all of these sessions after the table part are going to be after the snap. They'll be after the snap. They'll be post snap. They'll be post snap. So
1: they'll a- be post snap unless later on there might be a second snap. I don't know if that would be a thing or not, if even that could happen, if there could ever even be a second snap.
0: God, I hope <laughs> we don't get in trouble. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, well, after the snap, you know, if everybody's there and stuff. So,
1: right. That's um, it.
0: Let's just move on before we get way in trouble here. So public hearing on Friday, May 3rd in the afternoon. At time of recording, these have not had work sessions. These work sessions actually are today and wednesday we're yes. recording on may 13th here so some are happening right now
1: some are happening literally as we speak what we could uh, we said this before what we could do is we could put the live stream on right now and you could listen to that
0: that'd be a fascinating podcast. Wouldn't, wouldn't
1: that be wonderful um listening to a work session that happened days ago <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep
1: apparently these are recorded somewhere you know we've talked about that before we still haven't found those recordings of them
0: it is funny because i was reading that they knew they have the new way of submitting testimony now right and they were talking something about the audio testimony uh which is going live out on the internet and potentially recordings on a public site i forget exactly where they said that i'm like oh so they do record these and put them somewhere that nobody apparently knows no one knows where it is but they, they did say that specifically yeah, it just was cool. You just
1: can't find it anywhere. I've, you know, we've, we've, we've looked. You know, they don't make it easy to find information on their the, the legislative
0: website. Surprised that the government doesn't do that. <laughs> so let's do the afternoon public hearing on May third at one o'clock. We'll start with LD ten sixty four, an act to address Maine's firefighter shortage by offering firefighter training for credit in high school career and tech education programs mm-hmm well we and we,
1: we talked about this one i don't remember I, I said at least hey if they're gonna have criminal justice programs why not have firefighter training programs and i believe if i remember correctly that i don't think anyone was really against it there were some that neither for nor against but yeah msma
0: said uh we don't want to really testify on either one we'll go Neither for nor against, because we wanted to better understand from the public hearing what change, if any, this would have on current programs, because some are already being offered. Right. And would this change, like, the content of it, that sort of thing? So they were like, yeah, great idea. I think we already do this?
1: Yeah, well, that's what the DOE said. The the DOE came out and said, "Uh, you know, these firefighter programs are already allowed in existence in main CTE programs, so... And we continually accept and approve proposals for new programs after the demand for programs has been vetted locally with the cooperative board at each CTE center or region.
0: So they said, yeah, back off. We do this already. We don't need a bill for this. Again, I think this emphasizes the fact that any legislator can put in anything they want, regardless of whether they know it's already <laughs> Anything happening. about it or not. <laughs> yeah, well, which is why a lot of these are like, yeah, we already do this. I'm going to withdraw it. Right. But once it's already printed... It's already printed. Yeah, sometimes so, they can do that LTW thing, so, which is leave to withdraw. That's that which is yeah. That's great. I thought those were the those three are letters from before, not CTE. Oh, I was you going were. To LTW because oh. nobody knows what that means except me, since I typed it on our spreadsheet. That's
1: right, you did. So, so are are you also suggesting at some point that maybe some legislators do things, put bills in and titles in, to have um, political advantages for their own local districts to say that hey, this is what I did, but. Hey, the folks in the committee didn't do things or oh look what I did.
0: I don't think that I don't think that happens because I think all of the legislators are very upfront and transparent about everything they're doing.
1: Okay, are we in still post snap or are we pre snap? I think that might
0: be pre snap or during snap.
1: Yeah. I,
0: I I think it might be in, in, in mid snap stream. Mid snap stream. There we go. Uh let's do the next one. Sure. Where am I here? LD 1029, an act to expand educational opportunities for students attending public secondary schools with enrollments of 300 or fewer students. Ah, uh, yes. At least they used fewer correctly instead of less. <laughs> so this one, again, requires secondary schools with more than 300 students to enter into contracts with secondary schools with 300 or fewer students to establish different opportunities. It was the gist of it. hmm uh, not much testimony. Not much. Three. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't think people saw
1: this going anywhere. I know that uh, MSBA and MSSA are opposed to it, saying in, in general, yeah, we do this. Small schools have options for this. AP for all and um, the dual enrollment options, and we, 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 we oppose it because it's also a mandate on smaller main high schools.
0: However, one thing about AP for all? Yeah. Cut. Cut. Is no longer happening, so that is outdated information that they're putting into testimony. But yeah, that you heard be. it here first, folks, or or, 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 you, or you just yeah, knew you that that was. So this right was uh, this was put forth by Representative Higgins in District 120, and talks about uh, things that they people that he's met that wish they had different opportunities in high school, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But they he he just wants to make sure it's all shared, which I think is you know a totally valid way to do things. Like yeah, we have okay. these opportunities, we should do this one. But uh also says was no? So I'll let you talk about this one. Oh well,
1: they 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 came out with some fascinating uh, facts in their testimony. Um, quote: Currently, eighty-five public schools in Maine have student enrollment in the secondary grades with a total enrollment of three hundred one or greater while 61 secondary schools have enrollments of 300 or less. I was wondering how many there were of each. Right? It's a lot closer than I thought. Yeah. Uh, Regionalization and collaboration efforts between districts and schools provide an organized opportunity for sharing resources. These collaborations are based on student need, not arbitrarily in response to a mandate. Mandating the department to establish a tuition rate places an increased uh, burden on the department, especially to develop a rate that reflects uh, the complexity of the academic arrangement, community nuances, demand for programs. Much of the information needed to fairly capture these dynamics will result in SAUs needing to provide additional information to the department as part of our data collection process. And okay, f-
0: stop right there. Okay. I'm going to sum up those sentences. <laughs> Go ahead. Seems like more work. Seems like more work.
1: I know, it was so great. <laughs> it was so great. But then, as the part you're right. about to get to is the most important it's part of the this important whole part bill. Of it. Finally, and it just it's like a throwaway line. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. Finally, the transportation burden placed on families makes this open enrollment among secondary schools inherently inequitable. Right. That's a that's huge. That's
0: like the biggest part. Here.
1: Right. Unless you're going to make it all distance learning, which we you know which is great to a point. But we're talking about for adults; it's great to a point, but for adolescents, it's really even more
0: difficult. Seems like more work, and oh yeah, people are gonna have to drive a lot. of their By the classes. way, that's, right? Holy so the department God. does not support that. So again, uh, that test, uh, that uh, work session is going on today, the thirteenth. May thirteenth.
1: So uh... today, as we're recording it, you might be listening to this on June seventeenth. Which
0: why? But okay. Or you may be listening to this the day this came out, which is tbd at this point right which is a weird day comes a, comes along a lot right tbd maybe those are the three letters or somehow you figured out a way to go back in time fyi and then you're able to listen to this more um in a reasonable amount of time pg-13 does that count as three letters Is a number a letter is a corporation a person <laughs> are all words made up And we're back. (laughs) And we're back. Let's go to the next one. LD 1227, an act to allow parents to apply to the Commissioner of Education to enroll their children in a receiving school administrative unit and to remove limitations on which students may be so enrolled. So, in other
1: words, if you live in Kittery and you want your kid to go to Fort Kent, you don't have to have a superintendent's agreement. You just say, hey, I want to go here. Hey, commish. Yeah, let us do this. hey, Hey, commish, just, you know. Look the other way. It's okay. And by the way, can you pay for transportation?
0: Please? Hello? Anyone there? Hello? (laughs) So MSMA, unsurprisingly, uh, opposed. Uh, School boards and superintendents have consistently opposed wide-open choice bills, and LD-1227 falls into that category, (laughs) Right. (laughs) to say the least. Uh, So there's some public testimony uh, sent in. And Here's an aside. The new way they do public testimony, where you can submit oh, it online, Yeah, I love the idea. It looks like garbage. The visuals are, ter- are terrible. terrible. And that's all it means to us. We want it to look good. Right. Of course. Because we're reading it. Right. We're, but, we're the ones so, so reading it.
1: The, the best they could do was an old-timey typewriter face and font. Yeah, That's the best they could do. And I know somebody is saying right now,
0: "Yo, what do you want us to do? Put in Comic Sans or something?"
1: Comic Sans would be preferable to old-timey typewriter face. Mm, not so sure.
0: I, I,
1: I'm not a big fan of Comic Sans either. It's no, garbage. not a good, not 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 a. A lot of educators really like it because it's 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 kid friendly, and that's great. It's great for reading for kids, and
0: I think that's fantastic. But give me a nice old Helvetica, if that's what you say. Helvetica, I think so. <laughs>
1: I've always liked the Times New Roman myself. I've always been a fan of the Times New Roman. looks 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 clean and professional to me.
0: We should get back to the testimony. What? Not that there's much here. No. Main Heritage Policy Center supports it because you know <laughs> we hate everything public. Uh,
1: DOE is completely opposed to it because uh, support. They, the DOE supports the decisions of superintendents and school boards to make. Uh, School boards made thorough made through the provisions already established through superintendents' agreements and tuitioning of students and SAUs where they do not reside. So, we do this already, and we support local people making
0: local decisions. So, here is a question for me. I'm looking at the testimony from the representative who put this together, and I'll read it. This okay. was put forth by Representative Jeff Hanley of Pittston. He says, "Blah blah blah, more freedom, more ability to choose." Yeah, freedom. Blah, blah, blah. Didn't end well for that guy. (laughs) I'm glad you recognized that. Beyond educational fit, (laughs) this bill would also serve beneficial to those who may reside on the edge of their school district and find them geographically closer to a school in the adjacent school district. Okay. There are lines somewhere. So the, the next part, the concept of this bill is already being utilized successfully within our state, already within the towns of Alma and China. Okay, so by being successfully
1: used by 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 going to the commissioner, so no, here,
0: here's one of because th- that's
1: what this bell does. It it, it, it takes away the the middle, takes away the the role of the superintendent. It goes
0: right to the commissioner. So here's my question about Alma in China. Okay, they don't have high schools in their town. Nope, they're part of an RSU. Right, Tony. I think they go to. Uh, they have choice. Oh, they have school choice. Okay. Because they don't have a high school. Sure, sure, sure. I'm not sure if that's the concept of this bill, because some of these towns already have choice. Right. We have a lot of the kids at at my district, Haldale High School, is on one side of the Kennebec River here. And the kids who live on the other side, like in Whitefield and Jefferson and Chelsea and a bunch of towns over there, Mm -hmm. can choose where they want to go. Sure. So they go to Coney or Erskine or Gardner or Haldale or Wiscasset or... Wherever they feel like going.
1: You know, the district that I work in, ms forty they're part of an overall AOS. And there are districts within our AOS that have choice as well. They can come to Absolutely. the Dexter Regional High School. They can go to Fox Rock Academy. They can go to Madison. They could they go to a bunch of different places.
0: The MCI. This production. is already in law. Yeah. But it's if I'm there. assigned to a particular school, so if I live in Hollowell, I, I go to Halldale. Right. Or I go to a private school. Right. Which is your choice.
1: Or you get a superintendent's agreement to go to, say, Gardner or...
0: Which they said there's, what, 3,000 of those happening right now? Okay, so MSMA. Uh, yeah, cause and, and, and they, they, happen, they happen quite frequently for, uh, for a myriad of reasons. So I'm going to read that a little bit. Maine's public school systems already provide choice. We allow superintendent agreements in response to a parent's request to enroll a child in a school outside of their home district if it's in the best interest of the child. Superintendents typically approve more than 90% of the requests across their desk, these numbers range annually from 1,500 agreements to close to 3,000 in recent years. Then it also talks about we also have private schools if they want to go there. There's nine charter schools in the state. Open to mm-hmm. all students There's spaces there. And a virtual charter school. And we already do this. Right. We already have this. What's your point? I yeah. think it's kind of getting at is whats your
1: point? the the point is to go beyond this stu- so it's not a superintendent' choice that it's a parent's choice which but but here's what I think that they're missing is that it's still not the parents choice because they still have to get the stamp of approval from the commissioner so even if they got this next level to the they bypass the superintendents their next step would be well why should I be dependent on the commissioner to tell me where to go I should be able to go wherever I want to go because Freedom means I can do what I want, when I want, to whomever I want to do it to. That's freedom. Right? Isn't that how our Constitution works?
0: Mm. Let's go to that next one. Mm. LD 1338, an act to protect teachers from unfair evaluations. Oh, boy. This one was presented by Representative McRae of Fort Fairfield.
1: Yeah, he's, on, he, he's all committee. about anti-against-everything evaluation systems. Entire Chapter 180 law, which if you really want to get dive deep into that, we did a, a, a three part series on this back in the fall, um the and and it's it is some really riveting pod. So if you want to get a d- deep dive into Chapter 180 as it existed, then go back and listen to that. But he's all about just just changing it and getting rid of pretty much everything about it except for the professional standards.
0: So here's what uh he has to say about this one as he brings this in. I love reading that the. the presenter's testimony yeah because it's always like so what is your reasoning behind some of this stuff and he uh this is a uh, he says it's related to a bill that i sponsored which was ld92 which happened and was passed earlier this session it's in the green on our spreadsheet right ld92 yes yes ld ld is ld is through works well on a podcast yeah
1: (laughs) this is not a visual medium
0: (laughs) i'm shocked
1: I got all dressed for.
0: I'm in a tuxedo here. <laughs> it's that part is 100% true. <laughs> uh, so, this one he says currently school districts must use effectiveness ratings to make many local decisions regarding teaching staff and talks about that. Um, and then you see after the probationary. <laughs> wait, wait, area, wait, wait, You skipped over that. Oh, did I? No, you
1: know, you, 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 you bypassed a very important part oh, of this what testimony miss, what for miss. me. Okay, so let's just go back to that per- paragraph beforehand. So uh, if passed into law, this would still allow effectiveness ratings to be used rather than requiring them. The decisions are thereby pushed pit the local com- com- uh, communities, school boards, and negotiated contracts with the teachers, and short, the ratings may be used in making these types of decisions, but will not be required. You see, that's what I love. I do like. That. I loved that so much. You see, like hey, you know this is this is so clear. You see what we're doing here. We're not doing anything with anything bad. We're just we're just kinda doing this. It's already there. It's all good, you see. I he, loved it. He I talks about
0: it. tenure a lot after that one. Yeah. And he says everything changed in twenty twelve when improved evaluation systems were instituted, which led to more robust discussions and delivery of teaching across the state. However <laughs> that's a but. However, it's the, is the say, same thing as a butt. And same. Ned
1: Stark has a thing or two to say about butts.
0: At go find
1: those memes on google or something folks uh the google machine
0: at the same time <laughs> along with these new evaluation systems came a very serious concern if a teacher received two less than effective ratings in consecutive years they may be terminated from employment yes so if they're so if they're receiving an ineffectiveness rating two years in a row
1: they can be uh, terminated from employment yeah so if they're if they've been ineffective for two years not well yeah the lowest part right whatever system is the lowest the, the absolute lowest and I, and I know for a fact that many districts have made it very hard to be labeled quote-unquote labeled as
0: ineffective so here's where one of the key sentences i think that representative mccray has mm-hmm. if a teacher's entire career is at risk they must at the very least have the ability to grieve evaluations that were performed by evaluators and here's the cool parts who were not qualified that were improperly performed or were based in error of the facts. I will say this. I completely agree with that. I do, too. I, I do, too. I
1: completely agree that teachers should be able to do that, and I would like to say, why can't they already? Um, True. Because they absolutely can. Just like a parent can come in and say, or a student even could come and say, I disagree with this grade, and I want to find out more about it. The teacher doesn't have to change it in the end but they can still challenge it
0: but you can still challenge it if you're a teacher Right, that's what without I'm, going through the grieving grievance ap- process. I would
1: hope that any district would, would be any evaluator or administrator would say, would make the evaluation system not just a checklist of things to do, and then determining that and not having a conversation with your um, employees and teachers at all. But it's more about no, this is about this is a growth based model, and we want our teachers to do better. So it's going to be based all in conversation. It's going to be based in a way of we're going to come to an agreement. That this is what I saw, do you agree this is what I saw? This is what we ev- this do you agree with what evaluated? What do you have to say about this? And it becomes a mutual agreeable thing. That's an effective approach. He's saying
0: that doesn't happen. And if he's saying that doesn't happen, I believe him. I'm sure it's happening somewhere. And that's the response to most laws yep. ever. Are bad stuff is happening somewhere, we should try to fix this. Right.
1: Because someone um, decided to uh turn 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 left when it was green but however uh there were people coming on on, there are people coming the other way and they got to an accident now we have to have a left turn arrow
0: is that what those are for yeah i I don't pay attention to me neither because i can tell if there's no one coming i don't need a left turn arrow so if you are listening to this podcast and you are one of those administrators who have given like unfair treatment to teachers what are you doing
1: so this is this is this is the point where I start walking down a cobblestone street ringing a bell ding ding shame, shame. ding ding shame Knock it off.
0: I hope the other part of that wasn't
1: in there. <laughs> well, you know, let's just move on. I think it is.
0: Let's go to May 6th and you're welcome. May 6th <laughs> starts off with I think it's May six. Matt's got the real list. Here. Yeah, May. Uh, yep, looks like May six, two ninety six. Okay, two ninety six LD two ninety six, an act regarding student privacy with respect to video recordings. Right, and I screwed this one up in the in the previews. Oh, I, I, tell me why? No, because
1: I thought it was I thought it was one thing. I thought it was going to go on this in this whole direction of, um, uh, of just not of, of like restricting video recordings and et cetera, and but it was really just about getting parental permission. That's really all that it was, making sure that you have parental permission before before posting anything. And um,
0: we already do that. So I thought there'd be a lot more testimony on this. Because really? privacy is a thing that people all get all wound up about. Mm-hmm. R- appropriately so. There's only four pieces of testimony. One of them is from the presenter. One is from MSMA. One's from the DOE. And then one randomly is... The city of Bangor. Yeah, and there was one other one that was that a little later, but
1: oh, there was just by someone, but by an, an individual who provides testimony to just about every every bill.
0: Uh yeah. Oh, I don't print those out anymore. <laughs> waste Good. of paper. Well, because
1: he, he says the same thing <laughs> ten thousand
0: times in every in everyone. Yeah, yes I have stopped printing those. Yeah. Uh, so that one we read every one. We read we all. Just don't of them. don't necessarily print them. Uh, yeah, I uh, I. I I know where they all are. <laughs> uh, so that one only had, let's say, go with five. This next one, which is LD 512, a resolve to create a task force to study and plan for the implementation of Maine's early childhood special education services, had a ton of testimony. I'm counting 12. It's a damn resolve, for God's yeah, sakes. It's creating task forces. There, um, there was a lot of like research and stuff that was given here.
1: I do re- I do recall the, 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 in one of the recent hearings or work sessions, the committee members saying, can't we only just appoint a certain number of resolves and task forces? I think there's a finite amount of task forces that they can actually put into place. Because there's money that is involved there's, there. Yeah, there's fifteen to fifteen
0: hundred dollars, two thousand dollars, whatever it is. Yeah, for... it needs to be spread out a little bit. And yeah, there are too many sometimes. Yeah, and so... this is only one particular committee. <laughs> right, right. This so is a lot of task forces going on, which we think are great. But
1: I... yeah, it takes time. Task forces, yeah, or or just can they consult with Mepri, or is part of the task force part of the resolve to be done through Mepri?
0: Who knows. Who knows? Go to the next one. LD 632, an act to promote free, appropriate public education. Uh, yes. I'm all for it. All for it. <laughs> Lots of testimony. Yeah, there, there was. what. So it was, it was that really simple,
1: right? It was that cut and dry that uh, it was all about providing free and appropriate education.
0: So the very first piece of testimony, I'm testifying against... LD 632, enact to promote free, appropriate public education. I hate free, appropriate public education. <laughs> this stuff is not appropriate, and I don't want it to be free. I want everybody to pay for it. I'm making that part up. Okay. But there are definitely some people who testified against it, and it was more about some of the technical language and stuff yeah. of what they wanted, which honestly didn't make a lot of sense for me either.
1: Yeah. Well, this for reminders. This one was required. Uh, child Development Services or CDS to provide uh, free, appropriate public education to a preschool child with disabilities who reaches five years of age between this blah blah blah. Um, if the child's Individualized Education plan te- program team determines that it's in the best interest of the child to delay enrollment in kindergarten for one year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so it puts the
1: so it it really makes sure that the power. Is in, the, is in the IEP team not that just because we say a kid is five or six or whatever it is, the needs to go to, to school. If the IEP team says no we need to delay that year because of a developmental disability or because of an exceptionality, here's why. Here's what we do.
0: So there's there's a lot of testimony going with the, like the specific language of this bill, how it's unworkable. Um, a lot of personal testimony about uh, parents with kids that were in the CDS. Program and trying to delay a little bit. Uh, there's really some some really interesting back and forths on this one uh, from all kinds of all kinds of people, all mm-hmm. kinds of like uh, citizens, not members of uh, any particular uh, M- like MEA or anything like that. So it's been it's been really interesting to see, and I'm really interested in what the work session is going to, to say because people have problems with the language, but they like the general idea of it. Right. And I, I guess this is one of those ones that I don't still fully understand at all about what it all... What it all means, Matt. What <laughs> it all means. I just don't know enough. I know. We don't... I don't we, we don't really know a whole of a lot of anything, though. God, if you're a listener... That's you know that by very now. very obvious.
1: I know, I know one thing. I do know one thing, if it, nothing else. I know that I like spicy little pickle chips.
0: Because... Spicy dill pickle chips. Yes, spicy dill pickle chips are really good. We love spicy dill pickle chips. (laughs) So let's get the last two here. Sure. LD 1331, an act to amend the Student Information Privacy Act with one presenter. This was presented by Representative Fecto.
1: Yeah, and there were, um, outside of the presenter, there were two pieces of testimony. Two! The other privacy one had five. Mm. This one has three. So over two bills over privacy, eight piece of testimony must have been a
0: like under the radar
1: and it was the you know the the presenter the doe presented them both and then that one individual presented uh, provided testimony in both that's crazy yeah that's it
0: yeah i don't quite get that one because then we get to the next one and there was slightly more Last one of the day, LD 1592, an act to allow the dissolution of regional school units composed of a single municipality.
1: So this was the one, if you remember correctly, the few fearless and intrepid listeners that uh, would say if you're in a if you if you've been part of an RSU over time. And people in other towns have left the RSU to either become a separate entity, or to become part of a regional service center, or to become part of an AOS or whatever it is. And then you're left as an individual town, as, as the R, as the RSU. This is a way for you to say, "Well, we can get rid of it."
0: Right, which kind of makes sense. So one of the one of the testimonies uh, to present this was of Representative Gramlich of Old Orchard Beach, and. They discussed the Old Orchard Beach RSU scenario, where it was Old Orchard Beach and Dayton and Saco, and then the others decided to leave, and only Old Orchard Beach was left, and there's no longer any regional component to the school unit, since a regional school unit with only one municipality, muni- muni- <laughs> Jesus municipality, I can get there, cannot be in any sense of the word regional. Get it and therefore does not conform to the original purpose of the regional school unit structure, fair, there mm-hmm. should be in statute a means for residents to choose if they wish to dissolve an RSU structure that's no longer valid or purposeful. Uh, hard to uh, argue it, against it's, that. it's
1: very hard. I, I see this as being one of those, as, 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 you know, um, uh, Representative Gramlich walks in, s- just walks in and says, I'm here to testify in support, and just does a mic drop and walks off. I don't even need to talk. I don't even need to testify. I don't need to... Do, the work session, no. You're just going to do... You're going to walk in and then they're just going to say, yeah, ought to pass.
0: And the bill, it's going to be the, like a snap. The, so post-snap, they'll just be a municipality. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it'll turn into a thing like like Brunswick schools is based on a municipality uh, mm. structure. So it'll say, Lord Peach no longer has to have the RSU. They'll just become OOB.
0: OOB. OOB. And uh, the bill that's put out basically runs through that exact process. Yep. It just from what I could see, it's exactly the same process as if you're withdrawing from an RSU. Right. It just changes some of the language that you your language changes to a municipality. See? exactly, Ooh, I said it first there. Very very good. Thank but you. I, but I do I, I do wonder if
1: they if they would allow that depending on how they've uh, how they viewed things like regional service centers and or regional even service or regional leadership academies. Ooh, that's a teaser for another pod. That we're doing on bills that have gone through and been enacted
0: you know what i I think is going to help them with some of these uh some of these thinking as they go mm, through these bills what would help them as they're thinking i'm pretty sure it's spicy dill pickle chips and you're welcome so while
1: you're while you're out looking and uh if you're walking through like a hannaford or a shaw's or a a stop and shop or wherever it might be going for your groceries and you're, you're down the, the, the chip line, and you see some spicy dill pickle chips, and you're listening to our podcast. While you're out there on the webs, you can find us on Twitter at Main Ed Matters and on Facebook, MainEducationMatters. Um, while you're there, you can check out our spreadsheet that is continuously being updated about whatever's happening in Augusta. We're, we look for that stuff. and try to update it as we can. There have been a number of bills that have been enacted, like we said. And while you're out there, going over to iTunes. Give us a rate. Give us a review if you would be so kind.
0: Please do. It helps us. Go up the charts where we are going to like take down the Daily from the New York Times. Take down the Daily from the New York Times, yeah. I think definitely main education matters with Matt Matt deserves to be ahead of that one. Yeah,
1: it would be like we were like, we, we want to be on top of that dragon flying down and just breathing fire on wherever that might
0: be. I think it depends on the dragon.
1: And with that, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.